For the past three nights, I'd stayed by Lucas's side, sleeping only a little bit here and there. The lack of sleep caught up to me, though. That night, after unsuccessfully applying the potion to Lucas's eyes and lips and sealing it with a kiss, a wave of fatigue hit me so hard it nearly knocked me over. I turned off the small lamp on the side table and went back to the recliner, thinking I just needed 15 minutes to doze. Two hours later, I woke up to the sound of Mrs. Walker shrieking when she caught sight of the dog snuggled up next to Lucas. What do you think you're doing? Get out of there, she yelled. My eyes flicked open as Mac jumped off the bed and took off, tail between his legs. From the light of the kitchen and the nightlight in the corner, I could see Mrs. Walker's face contorted in anger. What did I say, Emma? Didn't I tell you to keep that dog off the bed? She wasn't even trying to keep her voice down. That's how mad she was. I rubbed my eyes. I'm sorry. He must have. And then I stopped. Because there was no way I could pretend Mac did it on his own. He was an old dog and not prone to jumping on the furniture. He even took his time climbing the stairs. Besides that, he was such a sweet dog, I didn't want him to get in trouble for something I did. I'm sorry. I tried to look repentant as I faced her angry stare. Finally, I had to look away. Of course you're sorry, she said, for all the good that does. I won't do it again. I just thought it would bring Lucas some comfort. You don't get it, do you? she said, leaning down to whisper angrily in my face. Lucas is beyond comfort. That's not true, I protested. She kept on like she hadn't even heard me. He's dying, Emma. I'm losing my son, and you being here is making it worse. You're stealing precious moments from Eric and me and his father. We're his family. I caught the emphasis on the word family. To her, it was everything. Lucas is my firstborn. At the funeral, you'll be crying and everyone will feel sorry for you. Poor sweet Emma, they'll say. They were so in love, she never left his side. Now her tone was mocking. But you know what? You have the rest of your life. Soon enough, you'll have a new boyfriend and eventually your memories of Lucas will fade. Your life will go on and on. Meanwhile... I will always be a mother who has lost a child. The pain will always be fresh for me. I'm sorry, I said again. I wanted to say more. I wanted to protest that Lucas was irreplaceable for me, too. That she'd underestimated us and our love. We had a bond way beyond that of the typical high school relationship. I adored Lucas, and no one else would ever come close. I wanted to explain to her how it really was. But I'd just woken up from a very deep sleep, and the words got stuck between my brain and mouth. She stood up and pointed to the doorway. I think you need to go sleep on the couch in the living room, and in the morning, you can go home. You won't be staying overnight anymore. I should be the one sleeping in the recliner, staying with him, You can come for no more than an hour each day, just like every other visitor. Oh, no, please don't do that. I got up from the chair to make my case. I won't let Mac near him anymore, I swear. 
And I can just sit on the floor, in the corner, out of the way. You won't even know I'm here. Just don't make me go. I can't be away from him. Oh, for crying out loud. She threw up her hands. It's no use, Emma. I've already made up my mind. I can't deal with your drama on top of everything else. I'm tired. I'm so tired. She walked past me, her slippers shuffling against the hardwood floor and settled into the chair, covering her face with her hands. That's when the unthinkable happened.